Welcome back to New to Medical Device Sales. I am your host, Jacob McLaughlin. I really appreciate you guys tuning in, whether you guys are watching on the YouTube channel or you guys are listening listening to the podcast. Again, I just want you guys to know how much I appreciate every week you guys viewing uh, what we're putting out. Hopefully it's helpful. Hopefully you guys are learning. Um, if you guys haven't, if you guys are on YouTube, please press that like and subscribe button. If you guys are listening on the podcast, please can you give us a five-star re- review just to help out and reach more people. And then again, I do just want to put out there um, that I have a brand new ebook out. It's at newtomedicaldevicesales.com or it's in the description link in your guys' YouTube or podcast where it's going over what I did throughout the whole process of getting hired, um, going through interview questions, what I saw, what the interview process was like, questions I got asked, questions I asked them, um, messages I sent out to people to land interviews, um, my business plan, I go into detail, give you the outline of that, a 30, 60, 90 day plan, a brag book, just going into great detail, everything I went and did um, to get myself hired and to get, get four job offers from top 30 companies. So I always just want to put that out there again, just because I can't jump on every single call to everybody that reaches out to me um, anymore, just because life is just getting so busy and I am getting a lot of people to reach out again. I appreciate you guys. If you do reach out, I will try to get back. I try to respond, but um, with life going on forward, running a, a territory, it does get a little more complicated as we move forward. So that's why I made the ebook again, just so I can help as many people as possible. But getting into today's subject, it's going over what separates a good candidate and a great candidate. Um, I really want to go into detail. This is something I have a talk with a lot of people who call me, who tell me that they're they're motivated, that maybe they're starting to get interviews, but they're just wondering why they're maybe not getting the job or where they just haven't got an interview yet. Um, so I just wanted to go over six things that I think separates a great candidate, again, going from where I got uh, 15 job interviews, give or take a couple. I can't remember every single one. Um, but what I did, the last ones to get the four last job offers, again, it all kind of started coming at the end. Um, so what I learned, again, this is always just trial and error from me, but also what I've heard from other people who've got hired or who do the hiring. Again, I've never personally hired someone being brand new to the medical device sales world, as you guys know. Um, but I can only just speak from experience of what I've done and then what other people did as well. And then also just speaking to, like I said, talk to 180, some of them hired people. Uh, this is what they told me they look for, or this is the reason they offered me a job. So I just want to give you guys more insight. So number one, the the number one thing I always heard was drive, self-starter. Um, that's that's one thing you're going to hear all the time is they want somebody that's going to just go and do the work that they don't have to be checking on all the time, that they don't have to uh, make sure that they're getting the job done. They want someone who, when they call them, already did the job, um, especially if you're coming in as that associate where you're going to kind of be like running trays and doing some of the lower end work um, that's just going to help out the rep. You want to make sure that you're doing everything that is going to make their territory as successful plus your territory as well, um, but without being told to do it because that can be the most frustrating part for a rep when they're dealing with a lot they have a lot of territory um, duties that come up but then trying to babysit is a word that was used a lot they don't want to be a babysitter they want someone who's going to be able to to go do the work that's going to go self-start their own business that that's going to go do sales calls without 
the rep telling them that they have to do sales call, who's going to go pick up those trays and run them to the hospital when they see it's on the schedule without being told that they have to do that. Again, they want someone who's a self-starter. So a good way when you're in that interview process is showing ways that you were a self-starter. For example, for myself, I always talked about, you know, like my business, uh, somebody was, uh, like my mentor, I always would mention, um, he would tell me what I needed to do, but he always made it very clear. I can write it down. It goes down back to the same. I can lead a horse to water, but it can't make him drink it. Exact same thing with my uh, personal training business. It was like, Hey, I can show you what to do, but you're going to have to still do all the work. You're going to have to record all the videos, send out the emails, do everything like that. Um, and so I did do that and I would always reflect and I would always, uh, refer back to that experience of like, Hey, Nobody was holding my hand when I had my personal training business. Like it was like I had to work or I didn't get paid. It was it was my um, job to to make that happen. So again, being able to talk to that again, if you guys aren't uh, like owning a business and you're just trying, you need to just find reflections of telling your story of how you get it. And I think Seth did a great job last week um, that we had on the show. Just being able to know your story, tell your story. That's what this is, is you got to tell your story on how it's going to help you get hired. So again, be able to talk about how you're a self-starter and in your own life, how you've been a self-starter. What what did you do? Maybe you used to have to get up super early for workouts. Maybe you had to uh, stay late and do studies, like something that showed that you went above and beyond without being told to do it and you were just motivated enough. So I think that's number one that you guys really need to push out there. And for me, an easy way to do that was when I was reaching out to people, like I've talked about, I put my message out here. It's in the ebook where it's like, Hey, I reached out to this many people. Um, I just want to learn from you showing that, Hey, I've already reached out to like at some people I was reaching out and I've been like, Hey, I'd already talked to 122 people, uh, but I would love to hear your expert advice. It was showing that, Hey, I already have reached out. I don't need anyone telling me what to do. I'm doing this because I want to learn that came out showing that I was a self-starter, that I was driven um, before I even talked to someone and just in that messaging that I sent to them. So that's a easy way to do that um, just by me reaching out to a lot of people. That's an easy way to show that you are a driven person if you're trying to get a job. Um, and, I, and I say this because a lot of times on LinkedIn, I'll see it and people will be like, looking for a job, reach out to me. Like, I always laugh at those people because I promise I promise you, they're not getting a job and they're not getting a job offer because no job offer the person who's hired is looking for them. They're having people look for them. You know what I mean? For example, if you're, you know, one of the big companies, they're not going out searching through a million candidates for the perfect one. Like they're getting all these people reaching out to them. And then they're like, yeah, we're going to choose one of these guys. So if you're doing it, uh, make sure that you are the driven one because it's the best way is you're just kind of sitting there waiting and hoping an offer falls in your lap when you're saying, open for a job. Well, so is every single other person looking for a job, you know? Um, so just being creative and showing that you're driven, I think is the best way. Um, number two, I would go with being responsible. I always talk to people saying that you need to be an adult. Um, and sometimes it might get a little kickback, but like you're going to the, they call it the the professional leagues of sales when you're going into medical device sales, they always said it again. I, I don't agree or disagree because I don't know. I was never in B2B sales, right? I just broke in being a personal trainer, which they didn't consider sales. But what I got told by a lot of people is 
B2B sales, your copier sales, your ADPs, your CentOS, all that was like the minor leagues of sales. And then you get to medical device sales and they consider themselves the big leagues, right? It's the pro league now. Um, and so I always just say that being responsible responsible because it goes back to, again, a rep not wanting to babysit. They don't want to have to tell you. They don't want to make sure that you're doing everything. They want to be able to just say, for example, they'd be like, Jacob, take this tray, make sure this is in it, go. Awesome. I do that once. Now, every time they're like, I see on my schedule, hey, there's a surgery. I would already take it there without having them to ask and knowing, making sure and checking that the tray had everything that it needed in it without my rep calling me and being like, did you do this? Because again, you're just trying to make their life easier. Um, so number one is uh, driven, but number two, that being responsible. But I think being responsible, it comes with so many other things is, you know, being professional as well. I have a lot of guys like I'm a, I'm a chill dude. When you talk to me on the phone, like I always joke around with people. I'm not hiring you. I'm not going to get you hired because I'm so brand new into this. I can just give you my tips. So I'll say, man, right? I'll talk to you. I'm, I'm cool. But the people who message and you say, bro, or dude in a message that you're sending out to someone you've never met before, very rarely do I see that going well for you in medical device sales because this is professional. You're speaking with doctors. So um, they don't want somebody who's going to be like, bro, what's up? And and my always joke is your average 22-year-old hipster, like you're not getting a job in medical device sales talking like, bro, dude, chill, cool. Like that's not happening because you're coming to a professional setting. So you need to make sure you know that when you're reaching out. And I say that because I'll get people who reach out to me. And like I've said on the podcast, I'm a pretty nice person. I reach out like when people don't do the right things, I reach back out to them and say, hey, I would do this because you're going to have success with it. Or I'll get on a call with them and tell them you should do this because this is going to help you. Um, I'm under the 1% because I know everybody else who I talked to on the phone said, thanks for reaching out. Nobody else did. And I'm like, yeah, I know because you're doing this wrong. But I say that because not many people are going to take time out of their day to reach back out. I do it because I had so many people who were great to me. And again, my goal is just to help people. But you guys got to make sure you're helping yourself. Like you, When you're reaching out for a job that's going to pay you six figures, don't be saying bro. Don't be saying dude. Don't be saying yo. Like every time I got on a conversation with someone, sir, ma'am, trying to be as respectful until they told me I didn't need to do that. Like that's what you guys have to do. You can't be just thinking it's like you're seeing someone in an Arby saying what's up. It's not that way. You got to be professional. You got to make sure you come off that way. And again, this is just me always saying it out of love because I have people who reach out to me and it's, I'm just trying to help them. I, I had to go through this process as well. Now, for sure, I never said dude or bro when I was doing this. Um, but, you know, I want to try to help. Maybe this is helping someone be like, oh, crap, maybe I sent the, that message out and I shouldn't have done that. Maybe now, you know, and now move forward. Um, so, again, just being responsible. Think of like someone you think who's a successful business person. That's who you need to be when you're reaching out because if you're just going out and you're you're being unprofessional, um, again, I'm a pretty chill dude. And again, I say chill because like I hang out as a personal trainer. Um, it's corporate though. You come in, like they don't want someone who's gonna be like, dude, bro, what's up? I'm just chill all the time, right? Like you're dealing with hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars. You have things to hit, like you need to do stuff. So again, a little tangent on that one, but 
being responsible, being like, you know what you're doing. You have your stuff in line. You don't need it. You don't want to be that person who's like late to class, who didn't bring their homework. Like you're that dude, you just lost a job. You're not going to get a job because you're not responsible. You need to grow up. Um, and that's always just my like real tough love. There's too many people that are immature that aren't grown up and they don't adult. Um, you need, you need to grow up and be responsible and pay your bills and do your own things by yourself. Like that's what this job's about. So, um, again, a little tangent, but I get a lot of messages. I'm trying to help people. That's what this is all about. Um, maybe that's the tough love and the uh, nudge you need. Um, number three, perseverance. This one's huge because what I just did, right. Maybe I, maybe I spoke to someone who didn't like what I just said. Maybe that hurt their feelings. Welcome to sales. Um, when you think when you go into a talk with a doctor, they want to see you, I can almost promise you that they do not want to see you because they always have sales rep trying to come to them and talk to them. Um, and they don't think of it as like, Oh, maybe that's a great new technology that I get more of the time. Like if it's an office, it's like, what are they trying to get me and how much money they want from me? So, um, again, just being able to persevere because I can speak for a lot of people like you're not going to get treated the nicest every time. Everybody thinks it's sunshine and rainbows and it's not. It's uh, can you get yelled at by a doctor? Can you get called names and just bounce back and act like it never happened? Like, can you have something blow up in your face and still go on and continue your day or do you just shut down? Um, I say that because it goes straight into the interview process. You've heard me say it a million times that it's a roller coaster. One day you're on cloud nine, you're the top candidate. The next day you just got a call and they already filled the position with two and uh, with a person that was an internal candidate that they had already looked at. Now you're back down. Like they want to know that you're not just going to quit. Um, and that's, and that's a real talk I have with people who call me. Some people will call me and they'll be like, you know, I've been doing this for about three months and I I've reached out to a handful of people and I haven't got any hits. So I'm thinking about quitting. And I'm like, well, first off, you haven't reached out to enough people. But second of all, if that's what is going to make you quit, then yeah, you probably shouldn't do this job because with this job, you're going to be reaching out to a lot of people. You're going to be prospecting. You're going to be uh, trying to get new business in existing accounts and you're going to have to have yeses and nos and with those nos be able to bounce back, especially if they're in existing accounts. Like You just need to be able to come back and they want to see that during the interview process. So again, everything I'm saying is for the job, but it's also in the interview process process because these are the characteristics they want to see. So how can you show that you're going to bring perseverance to the job? How can you show that you're going to be that candidate that's not going to stop even when they get a no? So again, coming back to your story, talk about a story about how you don't quit. For example, when I had my personal training business, like I started with $0. You know, I, I wasn't making any money and I ate what I killed, right? I The only people I trained was the amount of money I brought in. So knowing that, it was talking about I didn't just quit after two months after not getting a client, you know, and then, oh, I just went and got a big corporate job and didn't do what I enjoyed, right? Like I showed how I could stick with it. So just being able to do, uh, be able to tell that story while you're in it. Number four, here's a big one is research. And when I say that, a lot of people are like, oh, I, I did. I looked at the company website and and that's great, but the best way to explain it is the company website is like the overview. It's not going to give you the good stuff. So, for example, if you're interviewing for a position and you're trying to get a job, who's the best person to reach out to if you're trying to get to the job? A person who has that job, right? This is why I come back to networking. I think it's the biggest thing ever. 
let's just say you're trying to break into the ortho space and you're with a certain company and you're looking for, you're applying for an associate position for that uh, division, right? The best thing you could do was reach out to A, either another associate or B, actual full line reps throughout the country that are in that same division for that company. And now they're going to tell you the nitty gritty. They're going to tell you all the good stuff that it's not on the website. The website's just going to give you, hey, here, maybe there's 12 items listed for your bag. And they're like, hey, these two are our top two. And this is what we sell all the others. These three, we never sell. Now you already know the two top things to talk about when you're talking to your interviewers, right? You, you're you getting the good information. They're going to tell you who your competitors are. You're, they're going to tell you what the market share is. Like all these things I talk about, people think like, oh, I'll just look it online. You might be able to find it online. But a lot of the times um, people were super impressed when I would come to an interview and I would know all this thing. And it was just because I talked to people in the position and I would reach out. Maybe I talked to two or three and then I could find out, I could talk with confidence about like, I know this is who the competition is. I know they own this much of the market share. I know this is where uh, these are our top products. And I know this is why they're the top products. Doctors like this about them. This is their favorite part. And I'm super, super excited to sell that. And then you can talk about you know, more things about the company. They're going to tell you, hey, what the company culture is like, why they like working for that. And then you can just be like, hey, I talked to blah, blah, blah. And they said they like working for this company because, and now you're just showing that you reached out, you took the initiative, you found someone who wanted to be there. And it's showing that you are the person for the job because you're not just speaking from, I think, or I saw on a website, you're speaking from actual experience because you're reaching out to these people. Um, and I think that's something that's really underutilized. Again, going into the research part, like if you can come into an interview and you can bring up some of the new technologies that company has, maybe it's not even posted yet. They're going to be like, how'd you know that? And now they're intrigued on how you found that out because you found out information or you knew stuff that not one other candidate brought up and now you set yourself apart. So I, again, I just said that that's one thing I would always do is like I would find out what the top um, products they were or that they sold. And I would call by calling a rep, right? Talking to a rep or a couple reps. And then in the interview process, if it got brought up, I would bring up why I thought they were great um, products and why they were the best. And if they didn't get uh, brought up or if they didn't bring uh, come up in the conversation, then during our conversation, I would bring them up and be like, oh, I saw this product and this is why I'm super excited. You know, I was talking to blah, blah, blah. And they said, doctors really enjoy this, right? And now they're like, wow, you did your research. You, f you figured it out. So again, that's something that you can do that's going to make you set yourself apart. Because again, this whole interview process, when you get to the final round or the final two rounds, like everybody's good. Everyone's a good candidate. What's great though? What's going to make you separate yourself from the other top two people? Um, that's what you have to be thinking. Number five, I always go into this one is knowing who you are. So again, when I say, hey, don't be so chill, bro, dude, like don't change who you are, right? Like, but there's a time and a place. I'm going to act different when I'm in front of a doctor than I am going to when I'm in front of my best friend, right? There's going to be that different um, how you act and how you respond. Same thing with this. You got to know who you are, what you want out of life, what you're looking like, and what you want your life to uh, be and how you want to be treated. And, and all I say that is, hey, do you want to have a good work-life balance? Do you want to make a certain amount of money? 
How much money do you want to make? What kind of company would you rather work for someone who drive, drive, drives? Or would you want someone who's like we're family oriented? Like there's no right or wrong answer. You just have to find what's the best fit for you because the worst thing you can do is first off, not know who, what you want in anything. And then you're just like hitting the wind when you're going in. Second of all, though, is like going in and faking it who you are. And like, for example, if you're going in and you know you don't want to work 24-7, right? But you go into trauma, which trauma works 24-7. Guess what? You already hate the job before you got it. You're not going to be a good fit. You're not going to last very long and it's going to be a or it's going to be a negative experience for you and your employer. Like just knowing who you are and what you're willing to do to get a job or what you're willing to do once you're in, like that's super important and and staying true to who you are. Like I tell people all the time, like there was a company during the interview process that like, even if they offered me a job, I wouldn't have taken it because I didn't like how they ran their stuff. And I was like, that's not how for, for first off, I don't want to work for a company. If that is how you run your business, I don't want to be a part of that business. Um, that was something I knew I didn't take the job. Um, but also just for other people out there, like you got to know what you want, what you would be successful at and just knowing the kind of culture you want. And that's why I tell people to do research on your companies because each company is different. And I'm not going to go into details of like which company is it, but just know that there's some companies out there that like, they care about employees and who you are and they want to have success with you. And because they know if you're a good person, you're doing all this stuff, they can teach you and you're going to be successful. There's other companies out there that they don't care. They just care about numbers. And if you don't get their numbers, you're fired. Like that's, it is what it is. And again, there's nothing wrong with it. You just have to find what's the best fit for you. Then going into number six, the last one for you guys is above and beyond. This is what gets you hired. You add all the other things, but this is what makes everybody great. Above and beyond is doing everything I just mentioned, but more. Like, for example, I always mention my business plan. Every time I brought that business plan in, I got the job offer. There wasn't one job that I went into that interview with once I started doing that business plan that I didn't get the job offer from because it took me five to eight hours, depending on who it was for. Um, and I would come with a 30 page either binded or it was a PDF if we were doing Zoom and I would bring it up and sh- I would answer all the questions they had. I would like I talk about it's on that ebook that I created for you guys, but it would go into detail of like the hospitals, the the doctors, the products, the business plan. When I say business plan, like profiling, all this different stuff um, and looking at it, why I wanted to work there and then also 306090 what I would be doing really just staying true to that. Like if you do just that, that by itself will go and show that you're it. But also again, doing follow-up. That's always the number one thing is like, hey, are you following up? Are you writing a professional follow-up? You're not just saying, hey, thanks. Like how is it written? Is it coming off very professionally? Does it come off good? Are you, you know, following up even a week later or a couple days later? Um, And again, I always tell people because this was a compliment I always got. I would follow up because that's what you have to do. But like sometimes I'd reach out two, three, four times. Every time I reached out though, I got told that it came off not annoying. And I think that's a big thing to come off is like when you guys are writing these messages, again, it can't be just like, hey, trying to get information from you. Like I'm just worried about me. That's what too many people will do when they do that. Sorry, I had to get a drink. My throat was killing me. Um, but like too many people will reach out and just be like, hey, I'm, I'm looking for me. I only want a bit about me. You have to make the message again. 
I always was like, hey, hope you had a great week. Uh, hope you're doing great. Like just following up, like always making it uh, professional, but also like, hey, just being professionally following up instead of just like, hey, what's the deal? So again, making sure you guys are doing that. But if you guys can do everything that I listed, plus when I say bo- go above beyond, you know, like making the business plans, reaching out to reps, because again, this is what cracks me up when I talk to so many people is they're like, why would I reach out to reps? Because those people know the job that you're about to do. And if you can speak to the job and already know the job, guess what? They're going to figure They're going to wonder how you know that, know that already. Well, it shows that you're a self-driven person that reached out, but also if you already know what to expect, they don't have to try to talk about it during the interview process. Like if you can already answer half the questions that they had, they're like, man, this person came, this candidate came prepared and we don't really have to worry about going forward because they're going to do the right things. So something to think about. Sorry, you guys, my throat is so dry. Um, But something just to think about why you guys are going through this interview process. And then last thing I want to touch on, I've had probably five talks with people in the last two weeks and I call it the golden goose. And this is something, if you guys work at a orthopedic place, if you guys work places where the doctors are, um, or you know doctors, you had a surgery with a doctor, you know somebody who was uh, in medical device sales, especially the doctor's part, those are the golden goose. And I say the golden goose like jokingly, but like that's the end goal. If you get hired by a company, for example, if you're getting hired by an orthopedic company, you're going after orthopedic surgeons. If you already know an orthopedic surgeon and you're friends with them or they know who you are and you reach out and say, hey, can I shadow you? Guess who you're going to meet while you're there? You're going to meet the reps trying to talk to the orthopedic surgeon. And so I say this because I've talked to several candidates who they're friends with doctors or they're surgeons and they already know them and they're trying to like do the approach of reaching out blindly to people. And I'm like, you already know the person that everyone's trying to get to. Like for example, Smith and Nephew, at one point when I was talking and going through the interview process, um, I won't say what division or anything, but they were just like, hey, do you know doctors? And I said, yes. And they were looking for a certain division. And they said, if you can get this, if you can tell us the doctors you're looking for, they already know the, the amount of volume that they do. If you get enough volume, we would hire you. For example, if you had a, even just one doctor, if one doctor did 500000 or let's say three hundred, go even low, $300,000 worth of business, and, they can, and they're, not, uh, they're, they're a competitive doctor, so they're not using Smith & Nephew, let's just say that. They're not using them right now. But if you were to work for them and they would be like, yeah, I would definitely use it because I like you. You're a great dude or a great candidate or a great person. I would use it for sure. Well, Smith and Nephew would for sure be like, oh, okay, so we can hire you for 60000 $70,000 because you're an associate. And now we're going to convert this doctor who's already competitive, who has doctor friends. Now he's going to make three hundred k. We already just upside two forty or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Over $200,000 just by hiring you, by getting this new doctor on. And now he has doctor friends that they didn't have before. Like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, guys, my throat. Oh. but again, I hope that makes sense. If you guys already know somebody who is like the surgeon, who is the golden goose that you're trying to get to go to that contact, go talk with them because they're going to know people that you're trying to get in front of. They're going to know the reps and guess what? Then they can tell the rep about you. And then that rep might know an associate position coming up. So 
again, it all comes back to using your network. I hope this is really helpful. Again, I apologize for my throat being so dry. But going into what's separating the good from the great, um, when you want to be the candidate that's getting the job offer and not just getting an interview, making sure that you can show that you have drive, that you have perseverance, you're responsible, you did your research, you know who you are, and you go above and beyond. That's that's the characteristics they're looking for, and especially in an associate role. And again, if you know anybody in the industry, like if you already know a sales rep or you know a doctor or a surgeon, make sure to go use your uh, network, go use your resources, because too many people I'm talking to might already have a resource or two, and they're just trying to reach out blind without reaching out to that person who that person would be more than uh, happy to help because they like them. So make sure you guys are doing that. Again, I hope this was helpful. If you guys do have questions, concerns, please comment on the videos. Um, or you guys can also reach out to me, LinkedIn, Jacob McLaughlin. Um, again, I apologize for some reason that locked my profile. Just add me. Add me and I will get back to you guys. Shoot me a message. Um, on Instagram, new to medical device sales, I have a one for that. Also, Jacob McLaughlin, still on there, Jacob McLaughlin Fitness. You guys, I now have a TikTok with it, new to medical device sales. Um, I'm now on coat. Um, oh, I forget the name of it, so I'll just skip that. But again, if you guys are listening um, on the podcast, please press five stars and review it for us because, again, this is how we grow it, help more people. You guys are watching on the video. YouTube, please press that like and subscribe. And again, if you guys have any other questions, you can look at my ebook that goes into all the answers that I had to do to get hired in medical device sales and get four job offers from top 30 companies at newtomedicaldevicesales.com or it's in the description and the link. I'm excited about the guests that we have coming up here in the future. But again, like always, you guys, I really appreciate you taking the time. Please reach out and uh, would love to hear any feedback that you guys have, but also would love to hear what you guys would like to hear on the podcast. I would love to hear episode ideas or things you would like me to dive deeper into or people you would like me to try to get on this show. So again, appreciate you guys so much, and I hope you have a great week. I'll see you on the next one. Peace.